Are you there, God? Uh, it's us. Sid King. And Becca Stevenson. Welcome to the Good Girls Gone Sad podcast. We are here today to answer the questions, what made you good and what makes you sad? We started this podcast to dispel the rumor that good girls go bad. Sometimes they go sad, um, but mostly we go wherever we want. So we're here to unpack our religious drama together. Just a reminder, as always, we are not here to bash. We're just here to bond over our shared religious drama. We have a really fun guest today. Um, we've had him on our list for a while. He probably doesn't know that. Um, basically, every time a comedian posts something about growing up religious, we're like, all right, great. You're added to our list. So do you want to introduce him? Yeah, um, you've seen him all over the internet, and he's the comedy guy in L.A., self-proclaimed L.A. comedy guy. Give it up for Robert Schultz. Hey, so happy to be here. I'm the only comedy guy in L.A. The only one. Yeah. I'm the one. I'm it. As far as I know, there's only one guy in L.A. who does comedy. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm very happy and honored to know that I've been on on the list. That's so fun. Mm Yeah, one list that is good to be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. The government knows, but that's fine, right? We have to report this somehow. We sold all your information. That's probably fine. Yeah, oh, they God. definitely can see our Google Drive full of <laughs> creepily yeah. stalking whoever's religious growing up. <laughs> I feel like this is like the, the one thing they don't care. It's like Catholic, cool, bye. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Go, go on your merry way. We don't care about that. Yeah, the government historically has not really looked that closely at Catholics generally. They can kind of, we can kind of get away with a lot of things, apparently. Yeah, well, they were like, definitely. So, all good. No more Catholics. (laughs) JFK was the last one. (laughs) You're the only LA comedy guy, and JFK was the only Catholic in America. And they're like, I don't know, whatever. That (laughs) that seemed bad for you guys. So, if you guys want to keep going, that's on you. (laughs) That's the government stuff. The government. Wow. Love them. Love them. If they're love watching, them. love them. Yeah. Hey. In, government. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Um, this episode will be edited. So some of the things that you hear. No. <laughs> My FBI guy, because we all have an FBI person. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, We're on TikTok. We know. Yeah. I just throw him like 10 bucks a month and he actually edits the podcast for us. He's very tech savvy already. Needs a little extra income. Just had a second kid. So happy to provide. That's oh. so nice of him. He does not do that for me. And scary. We can stop. We can stop. <laughs> so it's like there's actually somebody watching. I should probably stop talking to him. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I think we can dive right in. So Robert, we would love to know your good girl origin story. By good girl origin story, um, you're talking about just like my my religious background or how I grew up? Yeah. Can be anything. It can be religion, can be parental pressure, school pressure, whatever. Whatever you identify with as a good girl. Yeah, whatever kind of like pressured me into the good girl diamond that I grew up to become. Exactly. Yes. Good girl, a gender neutral term, a reminder as always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, of course. I un- understood. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Missouri. Ever heard of it? A lot of people have not, but uh, I grew up in Missouri and then I was raised uh, Catholic because my mom uh, comes from like an Irish Catholic family with like nine brothers and sisters. So I was raised very traditional Catholic. And then um, around the time of confirmation, I never got confirmed because I think my mom just got tired of driving me to the classes. And then we switched and started going to a mega church around seventh or eighth grade. And I got to admit, I thought it was cool. For uh, the first couple of years, I was like, hey, this is cool. And then eventually I just kind of, uh, you know, fell out of it altogether and then moved to California, and then did improv and stand-up, two of the, probably two of the most godless activities you can do. Um, and then, yeah, and then that's kind of, not, now I'm here, I'm wearing salmon, and I'm, I'm a good girl. You're I love girl. it. Are you from St. Louis? I am from St. Louis. Okay, which is like, I don't think a lot of people know how Catholic St. Louis is. I'm from Indiana, I and um, I had like a lot of friends that ended up going to IU from St. Louis and like all of them still wear their class rings, like all girls schools, all boys schools. Like it's a huge culture there. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, it's like, I didn't realize it was such a huge culture there. Cause I went to Catholic school for like preschool, kindergarten, but mm-hmm. um, until I left and I realized like every in St. Louis, like every block, there's like a Catholic church that literally looks like it's in Rome. Like, it'll be, like, a really, dare I say, crappy, bad, like, rundown neighborhood. But then there's a massive church with, like, beautiful columns. Like, it literally, it looks like something out of the Renaissance. 
And that's like, there's so many of those churches. And even in LA and Orange County, which uh, does, I think there's a lot of Catholic people, I think. But it's like, it's literally like in St. Louis, it's built into the architecture of the city that like there's just a massive cathedral all the time. That is so interesting. I So I grew up in the South and my, like I knew a few people who were Catholic, but that was like a fun fact if you were Catholic. It was like there were two or three Catholic churches that I know of. I'm sure there were more that I just didn't know about, but there were just like a couple and it was sort of like, oh, wow, that's like a cool thing if you're Catholic. But Sid and and my fiance too both grew up in the Midwest and it's like every single person they know is Catholic. And if they weren't Catholic, they were Lutheran and it was like scandalous <laughs> that they it were. Scandalous. Yeah. It's yeah. Like no one, once I kind of like stopped being Catholic for lack of a better word, like I realized, like, Oh, no one really cares. But like when I was Catholic, you'd be like, Oh, what's a Protestant. And, and like my mom would be like, it's wildly different. It's insanely <laughs> different. We have very little. And I'm like now, like I, when I'm kind of out of it. I'm like, Oh, it's kind of like a lot of the same stuff. But yeah, a lot of Catholic pride, which what a horrifying phrase, but yeah. Yeah. Wait, was your megachurch a Catholic megachurch or just like straight up Hillsong vibes? Not, okay. Well, not quite Hillsong. It was Missouri. So we didn't have enough hot people to qualify. (laughs) Fair. No Justin Bieber's showing up. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) I always say Hillsong is Scientology for hot people. And that's kind of the way that I've explained it. Okay, well, that Sorry. we chose the right I, I, game for you. Let yeah, me tell you. I'm in LA, so I worry that just saying that is going to have people kind of storming my place of residence. But um, yeah, no, the megachurch was just a norm was just non denominational, and I think it was because my my mom, because she was very Catholic. I think that maybe she hit a crisis, not a crisis of faith, but kind of like wanted to explore other things herself, and so kind of I think she started kind of jumping around, and then we went to a mega church which was very everyone wore jeans there was a gift shop um you know rock and roll vibes it's very different do you want to speak on why you thought it was so exciting it's like the production yeah (laughs) well it's not it it would be i would it would be anyone who never went to catholic church who went there would not be excited by it but i literally went from going to like a catholic church every week where it's very old school a lot of Latin. It's a lot of like very old women singing out of key. Like that <laughs> a very somber energy. And then you go to a mega church where it's just like everyone's wearing a button down and like the music is like intentionally trying to sound like rock and roll and pop. And I think I was just like a seventh grade uh, boy who was very easily swayed by that. I was like, oh, it's like Green Day, but about Christ. And I'm, I'm embarrassed by my inner monologue as always but yeah were you weirded out by how like emotional it is because that's so I went to a pretty traditional Methodist church and then we had a praise and worship service but it was like not it was not to the level of a mega church and then in college I went to some mega churches and was like oh wow people are like gonna cry (laughs) this is a different vibe well, it's like, I think I hit that conclusion of being like, oh, like after like a year, once the kind of aesthetic change wore off. But I just remember like the first time I went there, the main pastor guy, you know, of course, wearing jeans, of course, wearing a button down, of course, in his 50s, but kind of hairstyled like he was in his 20s. Definitely and hot, he, I assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, hot for the mega church. But he yeah, had, like, in there he had superpowers. So yeah, um, and he got on stage and he started talking about like he got very emotional and he was like, yeah, I think that the church has failed in talking about divorce. So we're going to talk about divorce today. And his voice broke and everyone in the crowd applauded like they'd been waiting for this. And then he just did like this really emotional, like really conversational thing about divorce. And in hindsight, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy clearly just went through a divorce. (laughs) Like this was just for him. But at the time I was like, this is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's very specific. <laughs> I feel like yeah, we never really very specific. <laughs> yeah, we never really touched on divorce that I know of, but I do, I don't know. I I feel like I definitely went to churches where the vibe was like doesn't matter if you hate each other. Some days you will hate each other, but you cannot get a divorce. And it was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The Catholic Church was very like marriage is hard and like it's like a boxing match. Every day you wake up, <laughs> be there and you want to kill your spouse but that's 
sacred. That's it. That feeling you're feeling is sacred. Um, and I think you shouldn't, like, leave, you shouldn't leave a marriage just because you want to kill your spouse and they want to kill you. <laughs> That's no excuse. Listen, it'd be better if somebody died than if you got a divorce. <laughs> just. In the Catholic church, it's like, oh, you're a single mom. Oh, you're a widow. Oh, thank God. She's a widow. She's <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> we were worried for a second. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that you horrifically lost the love of your life. Thank, what yes. a relief for me. Really, truly. Oh, I thought I was going to have to, I'm very busy today. I don't have time to judge you and damn you to hell. So thank goodness. I'm glad that your husband's dead. That was really <laughs> And they wouldn't even like teach us about annulments because annulments are um, a big thing in the church and they make it seem like you have to go to the Pope yourself and plead your case, like present a PowerPoint to get your marriage annulled, which that is something good. That's an actual glossary term. An annulment is like um, a cancellation of your marriage in the Catholic church. And basically it's like your marriage never happened in the eyes of God. So everything that happened can't isn't considered a sin and like the only way you can get it is like if someone was coerced or blah 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 but it it they make it seem like it rarely rarely happens and it happens all the time especially for rich famous people but of course so annulment um annulment is just it's basically just like the catholic version of divorce like a divorce you're allowed to get if you're religious right yes yes and there's a lot of like historical stuff with annulments and I'm not going to start speaking out of my ass but um isn't that the reason like the church of England was formed because of yeah. annulments yeah wasn't it yeah. the one king wanted to divorce his wife and no one let him so he started a new church yeah I just recently saw six on Broadway so I can give you the backstory <laughs> yeah, on this. yes so uh yeah that was the whole thing the the wife wanted an annulment and he wouldn't give it to her so he broke off from the church and started a new church so that he could marry Anne Boleyn which is that's pretty incredible honestly yeah the only my the first time I learned about annulment this is so specific but I was in St. John and Kenny Chesney lives in St. John and I was like 12 and I just remember my mom being like oh yeah Kenny Chesney lives here and she was like I think he recently got an annulment to Renee Zellweger and so we were like taught like everyone I would see there who lived there I would be like so what's up with Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney <laughs> and I just remember being like annulment that's a word I know now I'm gonna use it <laughs> Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney were married. Yeah. yeah. That's that was around question. the time when Nicole Kidman married uh, Keith, Keith Urban. Urban. So there was a time yeah. when like country country guys were scooping up prestige actresses. <laughs> they were the original <laughs> Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was like, if you put two pictures of the, if like of Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban and Kenny Chesney and Renee Zellweger next to each other, I'd be like, this is a, this is a spot the difference. I don't know who these two like, these people are. Actually, of course they do because of the AMC ad. But beyond that, yeah, Keith Urban has the long kid, hair. When I was a kid, at least the, those four people were the exact same. Exactly. You could have swapped any one of them, and it would have been the the the, the picture would have been the same. Too. Yes, exactly, exactly. Very I am a little bit obsessed with Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban's marriage. Uh, sorry. Oh my God, I did it. Yeah, no, wait, no, they're married. They're the ones who are no, married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they just like, they're like two freaky people. And I think it's so funny that they're so happy and they're together. And I don't have anything else to say about it, except all of my coworkers knew this. So for my birthday, I came into the office and there was like, happy birthday from your favorite couple plastered all over my cubicle. And it was just pictures of different red carpet pictures of them and like pictures of them on their farm. You know that Nicole Kidman had a huge crush on Jimmy Fallon. Have we all seen this video? I've seen the clip. I've seen the. I don't think I've clip. seen it. Okay, I'll send it to you, Becca. It's extremely important pop culture. I also wow. heard that uh, I, I read the story about when Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise were married. They would go to the Century City Mall and see movies all the time together. And I'm like, oh, you, you're, you're nerds. It's always funny when you discover that like giant celebrities are just like weird nerds. <laughs> Oh, so that happened to me the other day. I was seeing um, official competition or official competition, which is like a Spanish movie with Penelope Cruz and Antonio Banderas. And Kira Cedric and Kevin Bacon were in the theater with me. It was like me, my friend, four other people and Kira Cedric and Kevin Bacon who were married. And my, we, my friend and I went to the bathroom after and Kira Cedric was like, what do you guys think? A little on the nose for me because it's about like a prestige movie getting into Kane. That's so like, funny. Sure thing, Kira Sedgwick. 
little on the nose to me too. <laughs> it on is the on, the, on the subject of Kira Cedric and Kevin Bacon. I, I, I almost feel bad saying this, but they lost a ton of money with Bernie Madoff. And that's why um, like Kevin Bacon, who wasn't in movies for like six years is for the last like three to five years has been in like so many movies and doing so many different projects. It's because they lost a ton of their retirement savings to Bernie Madoff. Wait, wow. I didn't know that. That sucked. Because he's in like a bunch of commercials too. And like he's lit- commercials it's literally like I- he wasn't in movies for a long time. And then the Madoff stuff happened. And now um he's in he's been he's been in so much stuff. He's like in a ton of commercials, a ton of movies, and it's because of Madoff. Wait, like, that's here, sad. <laughs> I actually have the closer residuals, so I'm doing my part. Thank you so much. Uh, but she also was on a CBS sitcom called Call Your Mother last year that uh, got canceled after like six episodes. So Kira Cedric, she's also, she's also trying to make up that Madoff money with that CBS so network money. Well, I will so say I was always very curious because Kevin Bacon plays the guy that, what movie is that? The one with Steve Carell and... Um, Emma Stone is in it as in uh, Ryan Gosling. Crazy Stupid Love. Yes, Crazy Stupid Love. He's like the person that she likes at work. (laughs) And he's just like kind of this dorky like accountant that she has a crush on at work. Julianne Moore has a crush on. And I was like, what a strange part for somebody who's like very famous to be this like (laughs) bit character who's not even funny in the movie. He's just there. But that makes a lot of sense. And that probably would have been like right around or just shortly after so that he was... He was getting back he in the played game. The bad guy in X Men First Class. I think that might have been this like a, around the same time. He started popping up on a lot of movies where you're like, why would Kevin Bacon be doing this? It's wow. well, well, good for him. You know, at least he can just get casted when he wants to. I mean, yeah. Also, hey, I like Kevin Bacon. I mean, I like yeah. him Crazy Stupid Love. So I'm like, I'm all for it. But it is, uh, it's fascinating. It's I should I have asked him. I should have asked them to be on my Stubbs A-list entourage and be like, hey, I know you guys need the value discount um, access to AMC <laughs> as well. Let's, let's get in on this together, right? You should have asked them to come on our podcast. <laughs> it's like, actually, we don't even have a podcast to. anymore. It's just talking to them. It's like, you guys seem sad. You seem like you lost a lot of money. You should come on our podcast. <laughs> I will say they both looked exactly like they were styled by wardrobe departments. Like it was the middle of the day um, and Kira was in like a blazer, uh, like a polka dot blouse, like boot butt jeans and high heeled boots. And I was like, it was bizarre. It was like, no one actually, um, people go to work in that outfit, but I don't think she was going to like, uh, maybe she was going to. job. <laughs> and Kevin Bacon was in this trucker hat and denim jacket and they just look so perfectly styled, but like fake people, absolute nondescript. Yeah pedestrians is what we call them in the biz and deep heads they look like non <laughs> it was bizarre and then she was so willing to talk about the movie which is incredible everyone should go see official competition okay good to know <laughs> wow I feel like I've learned so much in the past five minutes I'm like I know all about Kevin Bacon's backstory mm-hmm. I know why he was in crazy stupid love that's funny yeah well, going back to, I, I'm curious about your mom, because I feel like you talk about your mom being Catholic in a lot of your comedy that I see all over my For You page and my reels. <laughs> yeah, I have like five topics that I go back to. Same. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, the, the well does not run dry on religion. It really doesn't. Yeah. It is funny. And- like, I was like, I was like going to church for maybe only like and through eighth grade and like the amount of like, oh, thank God that I have that to draw from. Cause it's almost like nothing interesting has happened to me since then. Yeah. It's almost like there's enough to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, that's literally what Sid and I bonded over. We were like, oh yeah, we don't really have anything interesting to talk about except for growing up religious and like being like, oh yeah, we have a lot of guilt. <laughs> that's yeah. something to talk about. You're both like, oh, like we have friends. We have a friend that like is from the city and like lived on the Upper East Side. And every time she would have a high school story, we'd both go, oh, we didn't, no, we didn't do that. And so we're like, our lives are uninteresting. And then we went, oh, for a reason. And that's how we got (laughs) it. It was a big circle. Yeah, so is your mom still religious? No, I don't think so. I think she might still go to church, but my mom was raised like really, really, really religious. Like, like literally my grandma's like straight up Irish. So they were like very like somber. And so like my mom raised me religious, but I don't even think my mom really bought 
believed it. I think she just thought, well, this is what you do with your kids. You take them to church mm-hmm. and you make them mm-hmm. do this stuff. But then, like I said, like we kind of ran. I don't think she really cared. And then when I was going to get confirmed, she had to like tutor me on like, because you have to like take classes or whatever. And I think she got annoyed with the tutoring process. So just gave up on it. And then I think she was kind of like, well, I don't want to go to church anymore. I don't want to make my kids go anymore or Catholic church. So I'll see if there's, if, if the issue is Catholic church or if it's something else. And so she kind of just like jumped around. Like she went through a phase when I was in high school and I did not go with her, but she would like go to like, she would go to like, you know, like, like a Jewish temple. Like, I think she did go to like a Hindu service. Like she just started like a kind of religion speed dating for a while, which would be really interesting to, uh, talk about on a, the podcast but when my mom was telling me about it at the time I was very uninterested so I don't have yeah. that <laughs> I know I love we've talked Sid and I have talked about this like when you look back on things and you're like that thing my parents did was weird and I never <laughs> questioned it it was just like or cool or anything I'm just like I, yeah I didn't know that that was a thing until I was an adult and I yeah. like my dad didn't come to church with us when we were little and I've talked to I've talked about it on here, but I'm like, I still haven't asked him. I'm like, I don't really know why he didn't. And I don't know why he started coming. And now he's like very religious. And I was just like, okay, that's a thing he's doing now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. my dad never went, my dad never went to church. And I think it was just like, oh yeah, no, thanks. And I never asked him, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad started coming when we were like, probably when I was in middle school. But before that, it was like never even a question. It was just oh, like, so we go didn't, to church. He didn't for a long time and then he started. Yeah, it was just kind of like we went to church with my mom and then all of a sudden my dad was very involved in the church and I don't really know what the shift was. I know, I guess he didn't go because he like grew up having to go and he didn't like the like being forced to do it vibes, which is fair. I feel like a lot of people feel that way, but I have no idea why he made the shift to being like very devout and very interested in it and like on all the committees. And I was just kind of like, okay, he's doing that now. That's fine. Well, Becca, isn't people need he hobbies right now. <laughs> is he what? Isn't he in the house you're in right now? He is in the house right now, but he doesn't have very good <laughs> hearing. So <laughs> he <doesn't> have good <laughs> hearing. Becca's excuses. He doesn't have good hearing. Okay. Well, Becca, your homework is to ask him. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't, I can't get very deep right now because everyone I know is in this, in this small right house <laughs> together. Yeah. They're so. right behind the camera coaching her cue cards. They're just like, don't say that. We don't appreciate that. We're not, we're not talking about that today. We're not talking about that today. Yeah. My mom actually does listen to the podcast though. So she's up to date, up to speed. She she like referenced something from the last episode recently. And I was like, oh, so you are listening. Good to know. Nothing has upset you too much yet. <laughs> no cause for commentary yet. That's that's good. No. Wait, so you have, um, you have siblings? I've got two sisters. I've got an older sister and a younger sister. So I'm the middle. Well, oh, what a middle child life? boy. Hmm? Oh, sorry, Becca, go. It is so hard to resume. It is. It is hard. Tell the audience, if we're, over, we're talking over each other, it's because we're doing this on Zoom. And my internet is honestly bad. So I keep just talking over people. I'm not trying to be rude. Okay. Sorry, Becca, what were you going to say? That's okay. No, I was just saying, I feel like a middle child boy is a very specific, like, I don't know. My My family is girl, boy, girl. And my brother is just like, the kindest most empathetic person ever and I feel like he just had to be because we were awful (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean look I I, I would never call myself the kindest most empathetic person ever I think my family was a big arguing family Mm. so I think we almost went the other way where there was just a lot of uh a lot of bickering back and forth so yeah the Irish Catholic way yeah the Irish Catholic way very Mm -hmm. uh very rude very belligerent well you know in a beautiful cathedral learning about love or whatever exactly you come out of the womb screaming and there's a reason for that you know there is a reason for that actually not being rude and belligerent is it it's not natural it's not natural that's the way god intended is drunk and <laughs> screaming. Yeah. um what were your sister's vibes on church i know that they probably definitely want you to speak on that for them um but like <laughs> yeah like was the whole family just like i don't know what we do on sundays or like did people get really into it? Did anyone else in your family get confirmed? My older sister got confirmed. I think my little okay. sister both. They they went to an all girls Catholic school. Right. So, okay. And I did not go to a uh, all girls school. Um, but, or a Catholic. <laughs> um, 
So I went to like a non-denominational school. They went to all girls Catholic. So I think they had to get confirmed. You went to heathen, I, went to heathen school. Yeah. Yeah, I went to heathen evil bad boy school. Heathen Academy. I did too. I also went to heathen school, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but they got confirmed. I think they didn't really like it. I don't think they really care about it, but mm-hmm. hard to say. I don't um there's a chance one of them has started going back to church because I think that they recently got married to, and it's like to someone who I think is more religious, but also the reason why I'm being kind of slow to speak is that uh, every time I talk about my sisters on a podcast, um, they get so mad at me. (laughs) No, totally, totally. We just like, we've learned through talking to a lot of people that like your siblings relationship to religion, like ends up influencing your relationship to religion like a lot because uh, okay god doesn't want me to talk about it either um giving me a <laughs> he's like he said no more sibling talk respect his boundaries um but it just like, especially and then like birth order and stuff like that like where you are through siblings so like my sister was super super catholic and then like kind of left the church on her own accord and then like that gave me the reason to be like why am i doing this oh to impress my sister and yeah or like superiority complex or like whatever. Um, so yeah, we just like to ask. I think that I think that my sisters were also kind of on their own. It's like weird because they because they both went to a Catholic school and they both mm-hmm. had their own that thing. And I was at this different school. And so I think inherently we're almost on like separate tracks. Right. Um, yeah. And I know that even though even when we started going to the mega church, it became like at a certain point we started pairing off and like we would all take turns of which one of us would go with our mom to the church. It's like, all right, whose turn is it this week? Whatever. So at a certain point, I think even with them, it was like more a sense of obligation. I, I, I'm pretty sure neither one of them are particularly devout mm-hmm. um, even now. Fair enough. So you don't think you're traumatized? You know, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I think it was That's just good. like, it, it was very boring. I think like that was always it where it's like, I, I wouldn't even call it trauma. I think it's just like consistently very boring and not mm-hmm. something I was into. Yeah. And so I'm like, as soon as I had the chance to not do it anymore, I'm like, yeah. That's way better than trauma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all. Trauma might be better for comedy, but like still. Yeah, if only. (laughs) If only. Yeah, well, we could probably. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, plus, like around that time, around like 2011, 2010, when I was like early high school, that was when, like, uh, like, that was when, like, I feel like there was a big, like, atheism boom and, like, all, like, popular culture and, like, kind of edgy comedy like you know i'm just saying, like family guy like john stewart like there was a lot of like big like uh cool comedy people were atheists so i think i actually kind of got that also probably drove me further away because i was like you know i like comedy central i can't like god yeah also when I'm, the, every time i speak something that was a genuine thought of mine at the time i'm like wow maybe i'm <laughs> the stupidest person alive <laughs> Oh, no, I, I, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel very, I was very smooth brained about, about a lot of stuff. I have a story about listening to the Spring Awakening soundtrack, if you're familiar with that musical, Robert, on my way to pray outside of an abortion clinic. So it just, wow, <laughs> it just didn't compute, you know, just didn't, just didn't compute. I was like, man, these songs hit different. All right, time to go make women feel bad about this. <laughs> I liked that soundtrack but I could only listen to certain songs because some of them made me so anxious because I was like they're breaking a lot of rules and this is like yes I was yeah. like I wish that they like knew the consequences of their actions so I like I skipped all the like sexy stuff and really just stuck with like the the core uh-huh we, I also yeah. sang totally stuck yeah you're stuck all right and no force like you should not be able to listen if you can't say fuck out loud you should not be able to listen to that um soundtrack same thing with avenue q um we changed it to indiana's for corn which should have gotten what someone is- on the- um it's the internet is for porn is that oh, okay <laughs> uh-huh and we my friends and i changed it to indiana's for corn which once again, we, if we should have been able to listen to it if we couldn't own up to the fact. Yeah, that. if you got to rewrite the entire musical, then you just uh, you're gonna be listening to the musical. That's so funny. 
But my mom was the one introducing us to it. She was like, want to hear this, like, want to hear hair, the soundtrack? And I was like, this is kind of dirty, but my mom says it's okay. Also, I was very, like, on my high horse. I'm like, it's musical theater. It's art. It's not. (laughs) There's God, and then there's musical theater, and they're on the same level. (laughs) (laughs) Robert, I think I would have hated you. I would have been like, this guy doesn't take anything seriously. (laughs) It's very possible. But also, I this was, was all going on inside my head. So I think that's also important. I would still like go to church and I'd be just like, hmm. but then in my head, I'm like, I'd rather be watching Peter Griffin right now. I'm actually a rebel inside my mind. You guys don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wearing a polo and khakis on a Sunday morning at church service. But in my head, oh, I'm so irreverent in here. You have no idea. Did you at least have like a fun after church tradition? Like, did you get Panera or donuts? As we would get before. hometown buffet. What is oh that? wow! It's like a it's like a golden corral. It's like a like mm. deep cafeteria buffet food. But that that was our reward every Sunday. My mom would take us to hometown buffet, and I do it worked. That the it, it that the bribe worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people. Yeah, I think a lot of churches are like, this is for community that we're eating donuts and stuff together. I'm like, no, it's you're bribing us, but it works. Yeah. Thanks for the donut. Yeah, yeah. I'll do on the. Great. Especially when I was younger, I would have done almost anything for a donut. We did not have sweets in my house. So I was like, I'll go to church in the house of God and I will eat donuts. <laughs> okay. So I know you kind of said that it wasn't that deep for you, but what makes you sad as an adult? So some people kind of take this question as like the reason they stepped away from the church or like the reason their idyllic childhood can't continue to exist as an adult or whatever. Um, so you're talking about what makes me sad when I look back on like the kind of, uh, when I, when I look back on like my religious upbringing or like those experiences, like what about it still kind of makes me a little melancholy. Yeah. Yeah. Like you pull a lot from it for your comedy and obviously like it strikes a chord. So now we're, yeah. Answer the hard question. Well, it's really interesting. Cause I would say the stuff that makes me like feel bad isn't even so much that I went there. It's just that I was like. Like, I, like an anecdote is like, I remember when we were in confirmation class, basically as soon as I could be annoying, I was like a real, I was like a really annoying snarky kid. Like I remember asking in confirmation class, like, wait a minute, if North America hadn't been discovered yet, then how did Noah get the American Buffalo onto the ark? And I remember thinking, I, was, <laughs> I thought I, 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 so I'm like, I look back and I more so cringe at like, just me unloading snark at who in hindsight was just like an overwhelmed mom who was just volunteering and trying her best. So I guess, I I guess that would be what makes me melancholy. Mm -hmm. And it's weird to say like, oh, I wish I engaged with it in good faith, but I I guess I just wish that I was like, I guess more receptive to it on like a philosophy level as opposed to just like either going from just doing it because my mom said I should do it to trying to be snarky and outsmart everything. And then I, that was pretty much my entire arc. So it does feel kind of strange to like have spent so much time in church without really ever with having all, engaging with her, having everything kind of wash over me. Not that I wish I was more religious or anything, but that would be kind of my thought. Yeah, well, I, I feel like I heard somebody talking about this recently and I don't know who it is. So sorry to that person, but somebody was saying like, everything that you're taught as a child from the Bible is like meant to be an allegory or like just meant to be like, this is a fun little anecdote. It's not all like this thing happened, but I did the same thing. Like I was like, how do I like, I'm, there's some holes here. I need to figure out these plot holes and like why they're happening. Like, I don't know. That was always my thing with like the tooth fairy. I was like, not believable. I'm not buying it. But then Santa Claus, I was like, yeah, that tracks. There's definitely a guy riding around on a sleigh. But I think, yeah, it's like if a lot of that stuff was taught as like, here are some examples of like why you should be nice to people versus like, this is a real thing that happened. Then I think it'd be easier for skeptical people to be like, yeah, I can take something away from this. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I had a thought and it literally escaped me because I was thinking about the American Buffalo. Yeah, that was my, I literally can still picture it. And then just like this one, this woman who I thought I like outsmarted, but she was just like, why is this this nine-year-old being so annoying? (laughs) So that's that's actually, that's literally probably like the most visceral memory I have of me. (laughs) 
Is there um, anything that you did absorb and you're like happy that you did? A lot of people are like, you know what? I feel like even if they were twisted at times, I learned some like good morals. Like I have a, my own sense of right and wrong from it. Is there anything that's like a positive takeaway from your time? Well, yeah, the positive takeaway of my time is like, I do think it was like good for whatever. It was a ritual that like, I mean, I spent time with my like mom all the time. Do you know what I mean? It was like, and also like when my mom was teaching me confirmation stuff and also like she was getting so frustrated and annoyed and she didn't care and I was being snarky, blah, blah, blah. But that is just like, oh no, it's kind of funny that for like every week for like however many months, me and my mom would just like go to a, an Italian restaurant and just get more frustrated than we've ever been. But it's like, no, that's like a nice memory. So I think I, I appreciate the ritual kind of forcing me to spend time with my mom. That's a nice way to think about it. I Did y'all see that um, tweet thread, Twitter thread that was like blowing up about the types of rest that you need? No. Okay. I was, I like deep dived on it yesterday. I was very bored at the airport, but it's like talking about basically there's like seven types of rest and people like can still be tired if you're not getting enough like emotional rest or mental rest or whatever. One of them was spiritual rest. And it was like, everybody needs time to like connect to their spirituality, even if it's not like religion. And I don't know, it kind of got me thinking because I was like, that's definitely not something I do. I don't like other than you know talking about it for an hour a week on this podcast but I'm like I'm never just like spending time like connecting to like a higher power and I don't know I was like that was a nice thing that I had growing up because if I was really anxious about something or whatever I could kind of be like well it's not really my problem God will handle it (laughs) like yeah I'll be fine that's I don't know that's something that I realized recently I was like that like peace that comes with like putting faith in something else is like kind of nice that's interesting because while you were saying that, I realized I was never relaxed at church ever. I was like, <laughs> like, it was actually very stressful. I was like, am I doing it right? Like, am I, I was like in the choir and I was like so focused on singing and like not fucking up. And like, it's that like, I always thought I could, I never really had like a great relationship with quote unquote Jesus, you know, like I was like very much going through the motions in hopes that something would come out of it. So I was very stressed. Like everyone around me is having these like religious experiences and I'm trying my best to not get anything out of it. So maybe that's why I'm so traumatized is that I spent like 11 hours a week just being like, ah, I'm not good enough for anybody, even God. Wow. Okay. Epiphany. I just love, I love quote unquote Jesus. if that is his real name (laughs) I think he's the part that people agree on usually (laughs) (laughs) so that's the one thing that's not an allegory there was a man (laughs) so it's like "Mm, I'm actually questioning everything now (laughs) well I I, that was they were so into that too is like every time there was a miracle or something Robert I don't know if you remember this um they'd be like well no, scientifically, here's why it happened. It's real and it happened. And here's the shroud of Turin, which is like what Jesus' body would cover it in. It's like, and it's real. And they did tests on it. And the blood is from this era and blah, 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 blah. And they like loved science stuff. And then see, they didn't. Like, yeah, Catholic that's church, surprising. My Catholic me. church did not. They were like, they didn't have no interest in even pretending to engage with science. They're like, yeah, the shroud of Turin. It's real because it, it is. Yeah, I feel like I was like, if you don't have faith, then you don't have faith. So like, believe these miracles or don't, but this is how it goes. But I guess Catholicism has a lot more miracles. So you have to get on board. Like I can just be like, yeah, this dude walked on water one time. That's fine. I can believe that. (laughs) They were also very into, um, do you guys know about being incorruptible? Mm -mm. When you die and your body doesn't decay? So there's just like a lot of people on display in like European countries because their bodies didn't decay. What like kind of people? <laughs> and that was regulars? Uh, no, they normally become saints because that counts as a miracle if you're incorruptible. But how would you know if the, their bodies would decay though, right? Like would they just like store them or? Ye of little faith, Robert. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> also, I... I don't know how else to describe it. Some people just don't though. I don't know if there's like- (laughs) That vibes to me. I don't know. Sorry, this Um, is odd, but that vibes to me like the body is decaying, but then someone's just coming in to like replace the decaying flesh with like wax and like maintaining it so it appears as if it's not decaying. Because people have to decay, right? 
I guess okay. not if they're saints. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess not. I what if, what if this convinces me to go back to church? I'm like, I just, I, just like, start off, like, I gotta unpack this. <laughs> I gotta unpack this non-decaying thing. Like, I'm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eucharist, <laughs> communion, whatever. I heard about these. Um, so incorruptibility is a Roman Catholic and Eastern Orthodox belief that divine intervention allows some human bodies to completely or partially avoid the normal process of decomposition after death as a sign of their holiness. I forgot. That's why I was so into it. My patron saint, like my confirmation saint, um, is incorruptible. St. Catherine of Siena. You can just go to Tenerife, Spain, see her body. Party in Ibiza, and then go see St. Catherine's. <laughs> that is and then so party weird. with St. Catherine's. Party with St. Catherine. Is She's there a thing kicking. like if you, they keep her in like an airtight tomb? This is what they look like. I don't know if you can see that. So they're sort of decayed. No, I see it. They're like so they're sort of corruptible. They're a little they look corruptible. like mummy. Yeah. Yeah, all I can see is her robe, so I can't really okay. tell. But um, like, also, so she's, that's weird. Well, then at what point do you sa- decide that they haven't decayed? Like, yeah, you can just uh, say it. Like, you I do think that, establishing like, this. The church sends somebody. Weird. But if you're the stored about, like cold and it's airtight, someone won't decay. So I guess, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, yeah. okay, here's something interesting. Um, embalmed bodies cannot be recognized as incorruptibles. For example, the body of Pope John the... I don't know what number that is. It's not JP2. Um, remained in remarkably intact state after its exhumation, um, which is like the when you get exhumed, it's like they bring you back up after you've been buried. And church officials remarked that the body had been embalmed. And additionally, there was a lack of oxygen in his sealed triple coffin. So he doesn't count because they know that the science behind it, they're like, yeah, he wouldn't. This is a normal state of decay. But some people just don't decay. Don't decay. Wow. All right, well. One so, thing I have yeah. to say about saints is like, I would be really mad if my fame only came after I died. Like, I don't care what happens after I die. <laughs> I'm not trying to like, you know, be one of those poets who like you find their stuff and then they're famous like many years later. If I'm not, but, I don't get to experience it. Plus a lot nobody. of saints die horribly. It's like they were burned yeah. for 10 hours and then their fingers were chopped off and then they were finally decapitated, but they still lived and they died. I'm like, and then like, I'm like, that's like the worst death ever. And then they're rewarded with like, I don't know. They're like the 300th saint though. So they get rewarded with um, 16 year olds um, taking their, taking their name on in confirmation because it's cool because it's aloysius and that sounds pretty cool yeah that's the, I, was, <laughs> the great I was just thinking that their reward is like middle schoolers being like yeah that's my name or I yeah be like, like her. children like culturally appropriating wherever they're from on uh, a november 1st all saints day parade <laughs> like someone just wearing a sombrero and it's like oh no 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 I remember I picked, I, we had to write papers on our, on a saint and I picked mm-hmm. Saint, it was like, who was it? It was, I forget who it was. It wasn't Saint Blaze, but it was like Saint someone. And it was literally just cause of the drawing, he had a sword. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I got a sword. And that, I didn't read a thing about him, but that was his legacy. It's just like a picture of him. He held a sword one time. That's really funny. Hell yeah. People like to pick Saint Francis of Assisi because he, um, he's like a pretty famous saint, you know? Um, and he like is like the the animal guy, and then people found out that he like didn't he die like choking on a chicken bone, and everyone's like that's so embarrassing. That is oh I think yeah that might have been, yeah I think that is true. All right I, I, yeah I remember that. <laughs> so embarrassing. So um, awkward for Saint Francis Assisi. That is so awkward. That really is so awkward, and he has to like be in heaven just looking down like ooh that was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, he's best friends with like St. Lucy or something like that. And they lived in a cave together. And I'm like, that's naughty. That's cohabitation. Even if they were yeah, doing it. Friends. Anything. They were best pals. BFFs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Something to investigate there. And if they got away with it, good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Honestly. I hope that you didn't just kind of uh, blow their cover on a podcast. God is <laughs> like, wait, Sid said what? <laughs> <laughs> This is a true crime podcast, but it's crimes that happened 4,000 years ago. <laughs> now I'm out of myself. I have truly no idea when they were alive. I, uh, I said thousands of years ago. I was like, is it thousands of years ago? No, I, I literally posted a TikTok one time. Talk, I don't even remember what it was about, but it was like about Jesus. And I said like, 
some I said like thousands tens of thousands of years ago and they were like hey babe <laughs> that's not no and I was like oh I honestly like have not I didn't take I didn't think about it at all I did not think critically about when Jesus was alive but yeah, yeah. So much we run it we run into this problem a lot I mean we already ran into this problem with the Henry VA um annulment story sorry about <laughs> that not trying to spread not trying to spread propaganda Oh, this is propaganda that I think is actually true. Do you guys know the soda squirt? Yeah. I saw it on Twitter. Somebody tweeted about it today. I don't know <laughs> well, why. I didn't even see the tweet, but maybe it's the same thing. Squirt's really good whenever you have a cold or you're congested. Squirt, like, blasts your sinuses, and it can help you clear up congestion. Is it like Sprite? Like, what's the vibe? It's like Sprite, squirt? but instead of lemon-lime, it's a grapefruit. So it oh. tastes similar to Sprite, but instead of, like, a lemon-lime flavoring, it's like a grapefruit flavoring. And I'm we sure it's here. worse for you somehow, but yeah. 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 That's like my hack. That's good to know. Hmm? I think they still make squirt. Yeah, oh, but they're rolling it back. It's harder to find now. Yeah. And then Mellow Yellow, they stopped making. They stopped making yeah. one of those lemon lime. I think they stopped Mellow Yellow a while ago. Squirt's still around, but it's, uh, you got you to be looking for it. And Who very few people it? are, if you can believe that. <laughs> Really I can believe it, but after um, this episode, everybody might be going every time they have a cold. <laughs> yeah. You know, Finding who the squirt. Makes, you know who makes squirt? Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Whoa. Nice. I really got my last two Google searches were incorruptible saints and who makes squirt? <laughs> I love that Dr. Pepper is secretly just making all these like medicines, but they're like, we're not going to call them medicines. It's just like Dr. Pepper is going to make you poop. Um, squirt is going to clear up your sinuses. Everything well, it, has a secret. It's actually um, Keurig Dr. Pepper. So Keurig, why can't I oh, get yeah. Dr. Pepper out of a Keurig? I will say Dr. Pepper, I think is the most underrated soda. To me, it's the, it's the best soda, mainstream soda. I like Dr. Pepper. I like a DDP. Yeah. And I love Pib Extra too. I love a Mr. Pib. I love a Pib Extra. Here on this podcast, Robert, we have uh, something called the Good Girl Glossary, which is the definitive list of people, places, and things that makes a good girl. Would you like to add anything for posterity? You know theme parks, how sometimes theme parks will have like a weird mall area surrounding the theme park. Like mm -hmm. if you go to Disneyland, there's like a downtown Disney around it. Or if you mm -hmm. go to Universal Stella Avenue. Yeah, there's like a little avenue. Yeah. yeah, I love going to those, but not going into the theme park because the avenues are mostly abandoned in the middle of the day. So I just love like getting a seat in the middle of like an insane outdoor mall and then just kind of vibing out. And I treat it like a weird outdoor park. So that's, that's mine. Wow. Is that like the LA version of Central Park? <laughs> no, I, this is, I don't want to, I want to be so This is not a, uh, no one else in LA does this. But not a universal experience okay yeah well people just no, go to is, universal it's, studios it's a universal city walk experience yes it's city walk well it's like it's like it's literally just designed so that people have something kind of crazy to look at while they walk to the park but basically what it is is it's just a bunch of like weird fake little businesses that are all painted neon green with crazy signage and they play like in like weird music and then it's just kind of fun to just go and sit there and i tr i treat it like an actual park that's what I do. And I'll like literally just like write stuff and I'll do work there. Wow. That's, so that's a cool place to go write. <laughs> Robert, yeah. I, if it's your vibe and you don't, I guess you don't like going in, but you should get a pass to Universal Studios. And then there is something called the Jurassic Patio, which is across from Jurassic Park. And there's like this whole patio upstairs that no one ever goes to. And it's basically become like a co-working space. Like so many people bring their laptops and work up there. Um, well, you're talking to someone who has a universal pass. I'm going this <laughs> afternoon, in fact. So oh, I didn't then, know okay. That. I will literally check out the Jurassic Patio. Yes, it's kind what? of like hidden and you feel like you shouldn't be going up the stairs, but you know the restaurant that's right across from yeah. the River Adventure? Go yeah. up the stairs and people will just like work up there and hang out there. I've, I've done it. Um, I don't even live there, but hot tip. I'm literally gonna, I'm literally gonna do that. Yeah. I love, I think it's because I'm in the Midwest. I'm like a sucker for like a really trashy, like an outdoor mall, like anything that's like made to seem fancy to tourists from the Midwest. My brain just reads as fancy. So I'll go to like City Walk. I'll like sit down and like be like working. And I literally feel like I'm working in the Palace of Versailles. So that's, that, that's my good girl activity. Is, is that's great. 
hanging out around themed entertainment, loosely themed entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> being being adjacent to a, a theme park. <laughs> All right, Becca, are you ready? Yes, I, I second the nomination, two third answers. I, I, I third, maybe fourth this nomination. I'm 100%- I was gonna say, this is a very tell. Sid related- um. Yeah, you can't <laughs> tell all this shit that's on my walls and um, like all of the, I, I am a theme park girl. And not even just like a Disneyland person, like I'm a theme park. I mean, I guess I, I had that tip for you and I don't even live there, so. I mean, yeah, that's a great tip. I'm, <laughs> I can't emphasize enough that I'm genuinely gonna go do that. <laughs> And it's like, and then you used to like watch people get wet on the riverboat ride and go, ah, and like have a wonderful time. It's like great ambiance. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. I need to and go then, to LA, clearly. <laughs> and then when you want a little brain break, it's pretty close to the um, the tram tour, which is always a good time. I wish you could get out before you had to get, um, you had to do Kong and Fast and Furious, but alas. Yeah, the, yeah the, like the best parts of the tram tour are just when I like driving around the sets and stuff. But um, yeah, it's a great vibe. And, and when you go midday, you normally get a hot set. So yeah. you might see people running around. It is funny because like, every time there's a tram operator, they have big, um, the person who talks on the trams have big uh, open micer energy. Oh, um, yeah. But I say that as someone, I say that endearingly because like whenever <laughs> they're like doing their little bits and stuff, I'm like, you and I are peers and you don't even know. Like I relate to you so much. From what I understand, it's like a pretty intense audition process and you have to like memorize a whole binder full of information and then yeah. Test yeah. And also hot tip, the people who play Norman Bates and who's the other like live walk around person? Those are just normal tram operators. They're not actors. Oh, mm -hmm. really? But it's like, it's like a respected position to be able to do that but Becca is literally her eyes are glazed over and rolled all the way into I just, the I just don't know the ref I don't know any of the references I'm like well, okay. I've never really been to theme parks and I've never been to LA so go to City Walk. Universal City is so much cheaper than Disneyland or Universal Studios is so much cheaper than mm -hmm. Disneyland and it's a vibe I go and I don't even I walk around I don't even ride the rides I like literally just like walk around like listen to podcasts or music in my headphones and I just vibe out Oh, and another great place you should go is upstairs in, in Simpsons Land. There's like a fake comedy club. It's like Krusty's Comedy Club. Have you been up there? You know, like I've been like, to the second floor of Moe's Tavern. I didn't realize there was a Krusty second floor. Yeah, so go upstairs and there's like actual art from the show. Matt Groening also on Epstein's flight logs. And what a shame. Nice. What a shame to know that. And now his oh, name is everywhere. Yeah, that's the one place he does not want his name. He's like, yeah. That is, that is bad this. girl energy. That's bad girl energy. That's bad like girl that. energy. Yeah. Um, wait, that's so upsetting. I'm sorry I told you. I was, I was I kidding. Hoped, I was you like, seem to know a lot, so I assumed you already knew, but uh, yeah. I did it. I really didn't, um, but you should go upstairs anyway. And there's like a fake comedy club inside Universal City Walk, or sorry, inside um, Universal Studios. Okay. And I want to be clear, Universal City Walk, that is specifically my good girl recommendation because it's like okay. no one is there because people only when the park opens and closes or is anyone in there? We normally say the entry in unison. So we have to put this in words. Um, How's this gonna go? Vibing <laughs> out at Universal City Walk. Would be okay, yes. I okay. like that. Ready? Ready? Vibing, vibing out at oh, Universal City Walk. Ding, <laughs> it's um, in. And I, also, I feel like I also have to say, um, someone who listens religiously to this podcast, literally religiously, is my good friend, <laughs> who absolutely vibes out at Universal City Walk and congrats, she just got engaged. So this is this episode is dedicated to her. But <laughs> did she get engaged at Universal City Walk? That's what I want to know. No, but she said the morning after she went and looked up rates to get married on the back lot. And that's a... That's a good girly right there. Wow. That would be cool. I was about to be like, oh, crap. Like the back lot? Because it's like an actual studio back lot. That's kind of cool. So yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's dope. And the thing is, you I, actually can't do it. So I don't know yeah. if that's of interest to you, Robert, but you can. Um, probably probably not. But like, I wouldn't want to get married at Disneyland, but the back, the back lot would be a, kind of a cool vibe. Here's the thing, Robert. I would have hated you when we were children, but now you're my best friend. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, so now... Remember when you uh, mentioned Scientology and Hillsong? Yeah. Yeah, we have a little game for you. Ooh, I love yeah. it. So that worked uh, out perfectly. Um, you want to introduce it, Becca? Yes. So this game is called.
called women in stem there's That's a reason it. it's loose, it's loose. <laughs> yes so basically the premise of the game is we're going to name a celebrity who at some point has attended either hillsong the christian mega church or the church of scientology and you're going to have to guess which one it is there's a few softballs in there but like some of them are kind of i hard. love this i'm really excited to Oh, wait, Robert, were you a UCB guy? So did you, which is famously across the street from the Celebrity Center? I have, um, I was a UCB, uh, I was a UCB guy. I never, I, I did the core uh, program. I did graduate into advanced study and I did audition for a team, but then I started, I did stand up and I kind of pivoted. But yes, I'm familiar. Uh, I'm very familiar with the Scientology iconography. Okay, nice. wonderful, wonderful. Um, Becca, do you wanna go first? Sure. Okay, so this one might be easy. He is Canadian, Justin Bieber. Is he Hillsong or Scientology? Oh, he's, Hill, he's Hillsong. Yeah. So the way he said it, he's like, he is Canadian. I thought he's the Canadian <laughs> Justin Bieber. I'm like, isn't Justin Bieber the Canadian? Yeah, the yeah. real Justin yeah. Bieber, who is Canadian. Oh, wow, it would be really hard to be referenced as, he's the Canadian Justin Bieber. Yeah. Who is Canadian. Okay, um, number two, Grammy Award thief, Beck. Scientologist. Scientology. Yes. Do you know whose Grammy Award he stole? Uh, I mean, I'm going to assume Beyonce because I feel like she loses a lot of Grammys. Yes, but, uh, it was Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Nicely done. Cool. Okay, number three is Haley Steinfeld, um, the I Love Myself singer. I love Haley Steinfeld. She has I my birthday. Fun I would have thought neither, but I guess I'll say Hillsong. Hillsong. Mm -hmm. Hillsong. Nice um, job. He, he's a sucker for God. Joe Jonas. That's, he's Hillsong too. He's Hillsong. Yeah, which I didn't know that. I was surprised by that because I thought all of the Jonas Brothers were like anti-religion. No, they were deep religion because they had the purity rings. Oh yes, but I right. thought they were like off it now. Mm-hmm. Wait, Robert, have you seen the Righteous Gemstones? Isn't Joe Jonas in the Righteous Gemstones making fun of megachurches? Um, I, I've seen a couple of episodes. I didn't see the Joe Jonas one, but, but right, I think it's slightly different. I actually think Hillsong is not a mega church. It's like, just like a very nice, it's like a, it, is it a mega church or is it kind yeah. of just like a country club, but for hot Christians? It's a mega church. It started in Australia and it's like all over the world. Um, also they've like been kind of taken down. So it's, it's not it, the Hillsong anymore. Yeah. Uh. And it's also, it's its own record label. I'm pretty sure interesting yeah and I, I know all about the founder I've done I've done, I've done a couple deep dives but it's been a while mm -hmm. yeah some stuff came out like in the past couple months and I think there's like a new documentary that's out but I haven't watched it yet um but yeah it's like it's fair there's like hill songs all over the world and then they have their their music that's like always on the top of the Christian charts and they have really good music I'm not gonna lie yeah it's a bop all right cool is it my turn Mm -hmm. um okay next up is jerry seinfeld no becca he's you have jewish to i have i have to say the <laughs> okay i'll say his tagline so yeah. what's the deal with god <laughs> that's my jerry seinfeld ta tagline yes he is uh, he, he is, is jewish. jewish so well then i guess he went to hillsong before scientology he dabbled hey. mm-hmm Right I think he like doesn't really strongly identify with any religion, but he like went took some Scientology courses. So not okay. like not fully invested. That's kind of cool. I'm All sure right. he had a lot to confess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, he knows who the real guardian of the galaxy is, Chris Pratt. Okay. The answer is Hillsong, but didn't it come out that he's never actually been a member of Hillsong, that he goes to like some other Hillsong vibey church? I think that's right. Well, I think he attended Hillsong, but he was never like a member. And well, so he like, you... went to a few services, but I don't think he was ever like a regular member. And I think the regular, I think that, I think maybe this was just a publicity rebrand, but I think relative within the last couple months, he was like, even the founder of Hillsong was like, he's never been a member here. He goes to like another church that's like Hillsong light, but I, it is Hillsong, but right. Yeah. Like a spinoff kind of. Thing. I think maybe um, Catherine, his wife is a Hillsonger or was. 
So I feel like he like kind of like went with her sometimes, but I don't think he was like fully. Yeah, I think that the him being a hardcore Hillsong person was uh, not totally accurate. But he the church he goes to is Hillsong light, but we're mm-hmm. dealing in technicalities here. But yes, yes, Hillsong. yeah. All right, okay, good job, hundred percent so far, right? No, no I, one, one uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry. Yeah, oh, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. That's Damn okay. Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Um, number seven, Yellow Jacket. So um, she's in the show Yellow Jackets. Juliette Lewis. Scientology. Yeah. Scientology. Um, bringing it back to our previous conversation, voice of Bart Simpson, Nancy Cartwright. I actually want to say Scientology for her. Mm-hmm. She's a Scientologist. I think, is she currently a Scientologist? I think so, because she's one of the, I'm pretty sure, because if you look her up, it's like, She's like one of the most famous people still there. And I'm like, she is. I mean, I unabashedly love Tom Cruise. So I'm kind of like, I can uh, appreciate it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can mm-hmm. appreciate it for uh, kind of a good old fashioned, you know, a, a good old fashioned old school cult. I'm like, sure. It feels yeah. very Hollywood to me. Yeah, yeah. Also, I was, as, as we already said, I did, I did all the levels of UCB. So <laughs> I've, I've, I've been in a cult familiar with cults yeah um, I I wonder if you like get down to brass tacks uh, what's more expensive Scientology or UCB I I I would love it it would have been a great reveal if somehow it was all the same organization how when you graduate (laughs) UCB you just walk across the street to the celebrity center (laughs) there's like a secret there's like a secret level being (laughs) yeah being on a house team is really just living across the street like, the yeah, house of Scientology team. <laughs> yeah, house of Scientology. Oh yeah, number nine. Um, basically, what we're gonna do is pray Vanessa Hudgens. I mean, I think she vibes real. She vibes Hillsong to me, so I'll say Hillsong. Yeah, she's Hillsong, and I think she's still like pretty into it. Yeah, that makes. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. She very in all ways. She seems like the perfect Hillsong member. Yeah, she does. <laughs> okay. Okay, your final one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Lay up. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Wow. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna say Scientology. Hillsong. Hillsong. Wild. Very. That's shocking. That's really that's wild. If I'm not mistaken, there's like photos of him and Haley Steinfeld like at Hillsong. Am I crazy? That's like wild. together? Yeah, I'm like hanging out. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Not, like together, together, but. Did you watch the, um, do you watch the other two, Robert? I have seen the other two. Okay, so there's this episode in season two, I guess. And it's basically about Hillsong, but it's like this made up church and, you know, the brother, like they all realize that like, there's all this bad stuff about the church and they don't like support gay people and women can't be in charge and all this stuff. And they're like, we're gonna ignore it because we're getting a lot of really cool perks. So we're just gonna like <laughs> pretend we don't see that. And then the little brother is like, guys, no, we're not doing that. And anyway, it's a really good episode. It was like, it's like disturbingly like, wow, this is exactly like how I imagined Hillsong being like, just like a celebrity, like country club, as you said. Yeah. Um, I will say, so I'm looking up Kyrie Irving's com- like relationship to Hillsong and no one said anything about him being in Hillsong since 2017. But apparently he said after a long chat with Carl Lentz, which is like the pastor, that's the reason he decided he wanted to trade. I mean, Kyrie is famously a very idiosyncratic uh, guy with a lot of weird takes. So I think he's just kind of thrown so much at the wall that Hillsong kind of gets lost in it. I guess, you know what? That's fair. I mean, he had, the, he had Earth is Flat, like the, all the anti-back stuff. And I think it's like, it's just like smoke and mirror. Trying to figure out a brand. He's like, basketball yeah. is not enough. I need to be known for something else. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations. You did great. You did do very well. Uh, I Congrats. Think, what, nine of 10? Didn't I get, I only missed Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, and Kyrie Irving. And oh, I yeah. missed Kyrie. So I guess I missed two. You missed but two out still, of 10. still, 80%. But, yeah. Great job. Do you want to get 100% on this game? I mean, you see, I feel like I've dedicated so much of my days to just like going down weird internet rabbit holes. And what's the point of all that? What's the point of that? If I can't get mm-hmm. away with that? Okay, then yeah, feel bad about yourself. You don't have enough <laughs> guilt so you can feel guilty about this. <laughs> Next time. 
Yeah. When I was younger, we would come home from school and I'd be like, I got a 96. And my parents would be like, what happened to the other 4%? So that's what you can ask yourself. What happened to the other 20%? Yeah, my parents would say that too. That's such a, that is such a parent thing to say. That's so such funny. a parent thing. It's like, tell me I'm good. <laughs> um, so the only thing left to do is we uh, what we call pass the operatory plate. So if there's anything you would like to plug, please go ahead and do that. Yeah, if you're in LA, I have a monthly comedy show. It's called Serotonin. And then, yeah, I'm just on social media, um, throwing stuff into the void like everyone else. So it's like at underscore Robert Schultz. Nice. Copy that. Becca? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at the Becca Stevenson or on TikTok and Twitter at the real underscore Becca. Um, and as always, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you can follow me, Sid King, at Sid Period, the Period King on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and you can follow me on Letterboxd. Uh, what did I watch this week? Oh, I rewatched Yes, God, Yes, which is still a perfect film. So good. Um, and did I see something else? Oh, I saw The Good Boss with Javier Bardem. It's fucked up and a fun time. Email us your submissions to the Good Girl Glossary or just comments to say that you hate us. Don't worry, I screen them before it gets to Becca. She'd be very upset. Thank um, you. At at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at goodgirlsgonesad. We would like to thank our DJ, DJ Skip to My Luke for our incredible theme intro. Um, follow him at skip to my Luke underscore. And beyond that, we just have one more thing to say. Jesus wouldn't call people whores on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Right, thanks so much, Robert. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, this was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Great job on the quiz. I'm so glad you like led us into it too. Yeah, when you when you dropped it early, you're like, oh, Hillsong Scientology. I know all about that. We're like, amazing. Thank God. <laughs>